Hey everybody, Aaron here. Exciting announcement. One of my stories from season one of this podcast, particularly episode 19 titled The Gun, was adapted and featured on a wonderful podcast called Risk. Now, if you're a storytelling fan, you might already listen to Risk. And there's a chance that there's some Risk listeners listening to 7-Minute Stories right now. So, hey, how you doing? Welcome. This was a really cool collaboration. Again, it was a story from a few years ago. But I got to work with a wonderful producer named Taj, part of the Risk team. And we put together an extended version of the gun. And with his production, direction, scoring, music, they really turned this into a cinematic experience. And it's a little bit more than seven minutes now, but there's some details, some hidden gems in the story that just didn't make the seven-minute cut that you'll get to hear. And it's a different experience. It's kind of like watching a Sundance movie, right? An independent film, and then going to see something in IMAX. That's the only way I can describe it. Two very valid experiences, but two different experiences. So if you'd like to listen to the risk feature of The Gun, it came out this week. And you can go to 7minutestories.com, featured it on the front page there, or you can go to Apple Podcasts, search Risk Podcast, and look for the coming of age episode that released this week. My story starts at about the 27-minute mark. I hope you enjoy. Now on to this week's story. Have you ever suffered from George Bailey syndrome? George Bailey, played by Jimmy Stewart in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. It's my favorite movie of all time. You know, right? I'm going to shake the dust of this crummy little town off my boots and I'm going to see the world. <laughs> Somehow my Jimmy Stewart impression sounds like Richard Nixon, but we'll go with it. Yeah, Uncle Billy, would you just leave me alone? It, but look, the syndrome, you've dealt with it. I deal with it. I've dealt with it. This idea of being stuck somewhere or wanting to go out into the world and it's not happening fast enough or having a dream out there that you can't seem to touch and something keeps pulling you back or you feel stuck. There's something there. And really, what happens to those of us who never leave? What happens to those of us who leave and find a new home elsewhere? Doesn't that George Bailey syndrome still happen somewhere else? And what about those of us who leave but then come back? There's something missing or something that I missed for many years in all three of these situations, and maybe you did too. So if you're driving, you know, lean in a little bit, turn up the volume. If you're at home, grab a cup of coffee, some tea maybe, and we'll dive into this after the music. You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This is Season 4. To start off with, there's a reason why It's a Wonderful Life is so well-received by so many people. I'm sure there's some people who are like, I hate that movie. But many of you love this movie. And it's for good reason. A lot of different themes. But we've all been George Bailey. In some way in our life, we can relate to it. It's a very common story. I know I dealt with that. I know growing up in the small town of Medina, Ohio, I always wanted to leave. And a lot of that wasn't because I disliked the town. It was because early on I had dreams of being a musician. Then, then I wanted to become an actor. And, 
at that time, growing up in the 80s and 90s, before YouTube, before social media, before being able to make whatever you want, wherever you live and have a global impact, if, if you're lucky, you either had to go to LA or New York, maybe Chicago, but really the, the trope, the stereotype was you got to go to LA or New York. That's where dreams are made. That's where stars are born. If you want to take that journey. And, and I did, I went to New York. I spent about five years out in that area. And when I came back home and I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's important It's part of my story. I came back more in debt and more devastated than I was when I left because I set out to be a film actor and I dreamed of coming back home, being able to say, I landed this pilot or I, I'm acting opposite of Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie, but I got some bit roles here and there, did some theater, but I didn't quote unquote make it. So I felt like I came home a failure. So I was always kind of going through my mind. What kind of story can I tell to justify my journey out there? I was always in that frame of mind. What I didn't realize was I had sharpened this storytelling toolkit that I have, this ability out in New York, and I came back with a new skill set, and here we are. It all worked out in the end. But I know that feeling, that George Bailey feeling. But what's funny is when you get to the other side where the grass is, you, you realize that same saying, grass isn't always greener. It's not saying it's not green. It's just saying it's not as green as you think it is. Let's look at the people who leave, and I have a lot of friends who leave who go to a new place. You go to a new place, don't you do the same thing? I hear from them a lot. Yeah, we're here, but we're looking to go here. And then, yeah, we're here, we're looking to go on vacation. And this isn't just natural exploration. This is sort of this feeling of like, I'm in this place, but there's always something else. But didn't you just move there? Yeah. Do you know anything about that place? Yeah, a little bit. We've been here for a couple of years. Do, they, do you really explore that place? It's the same thing with living in a big city. Don't we make big cities, small cities when we live there? They're so massive. I did this when I was out in New York and New Jersey. It's so massive that you're like, okay, I'm just going to carve this down to my patterns. It's like people in Brooklyn who never leave the borough. Haven't left in 15 years. Why? Because I got everything I need here, right? We create patterns. I did. I'm in New York and I have my favorite deli. I got my favorite coffee spot, the train that I take all the little nooks and crannies that I carved out for myself. I'm thinking I'm living in my own Hallmark movie, my own little small town. I feel like it's a little bit natural that way, you know? Because even when we live in big cities, we all kind of go down to small little tribes. It's too much for human beings to, I think, comprehend and experience. We're naturally good in smaller groups. It's easier to manage. It's easier to have deeper experiences. And what if your dream is to travel? Maybe you never get to do it, but maybe you do travel. Here's the negative side to that. When you travel, do you travel to every place or just a couple of places? Because even if it's just a couple of places, you get those experiences, but for how long? And if you travel to every place, how long can you stay in every place? Can you really experience a place without being still and creating your own small town there? Like if you go for a few days or a week, can you really know the difference? Can you sense what the ground feels like? Why the people are different? The smells, the sights, why the light hits the buildings just a little different. Can you, can you understand those nuances and yourself in it with just a couple of days? Probably not. 
And let's say you go to Tokyo and you live there for 15 or 20 years. Well, then you get that deep experience, but then you don't get to live in Paris, France, and maybe you never will. It's the limiting factor, I believe, of being a human being with a limited lifespan. You can only do so much. You know, maybe there's some of you listening right now who are like, yeah, Aaron, you got to have small town life. Then you went and lived in New York. You came back. You have this experience. What about someone who never gets to leave the place they grew up in? And maybe they want to, for whatever reason, what's there. I'll tell you one of the reasons why I regretted not coming home sooner and why I embrace small town right now. And I'm never going to leave is because of how much was in front of me that I missed, even in my small town. Stuff I grew up just passing by, just thinking it was normal, didn't investigate, didn't ask questions, didn't appreciate the nuances and the universe around me. There's universes all around us. Just stand in your backyard for a day. You'll see there's a universe of birds and squirrels and dirt and grass. And if you really look closely, it's amazing the processes that happen to make all of that possible, right? This came to clarity for me when I was driving around with my daughter and we played this game where it's like, have you been here in our town? Like, have we been here? Have we gone to this restaurant? Have we traveled down this road? And like 50% of the places where we've lived, I've been here for like 10 plus years. I've never even gone to. I look at it, drive by stories I haven't walked into, people I haven't met, stories I haven't heard, food I haven't eaten, roads I haven't driven down, parks I haven't explored right in front of me. And I think if you look, there's something in front of you. Maybe that's the cure to the George Bailey syndrome. And I think the same applies for the person who does get to leave or does get to go to the town they always wanted to go or the country they always wanted to move to or live the dream they always wanted to live. Okay. But if you're there, do you have regrets? Are you feeling like you're lost or that you missed the place you came from? And that's okay. But if you're there, are you looking ahead to the next place? Are you living in the place, in the space, in the reality that you're in and looking at all elements of it, soaking it all in? Or are you just looking to shake the dust of that small little town off your boots and go to somewhere else? Because from experience, I can tell you, if you don't live where you're at, Wherever you go, you'll still have that hole in your heart. And the only thing that fills that up is home. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Calafato. Our senior audio engineer is Ken Went. Our resident artist is Pete Whitehead, Original music by TJ Duke. If you or your company needs help starting a podcast, Aaron and Ken's company, Valley View, does just that. Reach out to them at valleyview.fm. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm Corey Burse. Make sure to tune in next week for another story.